uh, Youthology Live, 12 Minutes of Learning. You know the format. I appreciate you being here with us and giving us your time. Would you text somebody right now? Because I have an exciting thing that we're going to do tonight. Looking forward to this. We've never done this before. It's a brand new topic. And so uh, while, while you're texting someone and people are coming and joining us, let me just kind of uh, uh, promo what's going on here. You can join us on iTunes. You can join us in all of the social media platforms. You can go to YouTube and follow along with us also. Or you can just play this back and, and uh, this, this live uh, uh, tonight, Facebook Live. Or you can play this back on all those other formats, okay? Um, and don't forget youthology.com. Our website has the manuscript to this. I'll have that all uploaded. We'll have the video on there and the manuscript for you to use in your youth leadership meetings, okay? So, uh, why do we do youth ministry? Uh, I think we need to understand that. I think critical to why uh, I'm doing this at 35 years is because I understood the why really early. And so, what I wanna do is a discussion tonight on the history of youth ministry. Okay, the history of youth ministry. Like, where did it come from? Maybe you thought your youth pastor started the whole thing just a few years ago, right? Or maybe if you've been in youth ministry for the last 10 years, you thought youth ministry began with you. And now you've moved on. Maybe you're a senior leader and uh, you ran the course in youth ministry. Well, I want you to know there's a lot more to youth ministry than just the last three decades, okay? So I give you a resource all the time. And I want to give you this resource called The Jesus Movement, okay? The Jesus Movement. It is a little book, and it's, uh, it's about uh, 30 years old. <laughs> and it's by a guy by the name of Edward Plowman, who was one of the leading uh, authors during the Jesus Movement, okay, of the late 1960s, and I'll kind of hit that in a minute. And, uh, but the foreword is done by Billy Graham, and uh, just a powerful read. I've been studying this. I, I've read through this several times, and I'm going to go back to it just you know in a little bit too. But I want you to make sure that you get that book. That's a powerful read on the history of youth ministry in America. So let me take you there. This this idea of why we do youth ministry, I think is uh, is like an energy, a purpose behind why we do this. To me, it's like the reason why I do this. It's like the crux of why I do this. It's at the center of why I do youth ministry. And it all began about 150 years ago, okay? About the mid-1850s, somewhere in there. And so you'll see some of this history is uh, simple to understand, and you'll, you'll even recognize these eras. But some of it is really difficult. It's, it's an interesting journey, to be honest, to look at the beginnings of youth ministry. But it began about 150 years ago out of the uh, revivals that took place uh, of the Second Great Awakening. There really, were not much, there really was not much youth ministry in the First Great Awakening of the mid-1700s. And then comes this Second Great Awakening that moved from the uh, East which was mostly where the First Great Awakening took place in the American colonies. And it moved through uh, the, the Midwest, okay, really um, the Appalachian states and into the Midwest. And so many young people were being born again at university level and uh, in these crusades, 
horseback riding crusades and tent crusades, the young people started to populate the church. So out of that movement, uh, the Second Great Awakening, came this uh, volunteer movement in the church for youth leadership. And then you could move forward through the, uh, the volunteer years after the uh, 20th century into the 1900s and see revivals sparked by the Azusa Street Revival and some other things that took place there. And as those revivals sparked younger uh, uh, teenagers and young adults coming to Christ and entering the church, this vast need for youth ministry began, okay? So really critical to understand much of the reason why we have youth ministry today was born out of awakenings. These university revivals that took place on the um, Ivy League campuses throughout the East Coast stirred a missionary movement like we've not seen until today. And I'll kind of bring us up to date in a little bit. So I just want you to see the roots of why we do this. If you are a youth leader out there, you know, in the children's era, in the children's area, or middle school or high school, or into the university young adults, next-gen ministry, as they call it you know, today, or now-gen, right? If you're in that setting, you are in that setting because of the history of those who have gone before us. Listen, it doesn't take a whole lot of reinvention, or, okay, all right, this reinvention to try to do something to reinvent the wheel or what worked before. If youth ministry was stirred and instigated in the awakening revivals of the Second Great Awakening and the Azusa Street outpouring and the Jesus movement, as I'll get to shortly here, why are we trying to do something different? I know that there is this, uh, there's this need for reinvention, but I, I want to bring you back to the roots and let you see how critical it was uh, in, this, in the church that youth ministry was born out of awakenings. Okay, so uh, let me take you up to the mid-1900s, okay? And we had a lot of um, volunteer movement that was going in the church, but along came uh, the inner, inner city works such as YMCA's. Christian Endeavor, which really, uh, at the turn of the century, uh, 20th century, uh, was already a part of the parachurch movement also. But the YMCA's, the YWCA's, the Y movement was trying to take students off the streets and came alongside of the church that really did not have the structure or the organization to do that. And, the, and they, these Y movements were created and the church began to have this relationship with um, parachurch movements uh, uh, that, that were ministering to the homeless on the streets and doing programming and uh, building systems to take care of uh, youth. And so as this parachurch relationship began to grow and build with the church, now we move into the 1950s and what happened was this swelling of revival hit again in the Jesus movement and that takes you to this book that I, that I was telling you about. I want to read to you just one or two sentences out of this book that I, I want you to get, okay, the Jesus movement here um, by, uh, by Edward, Edward uh, Plowman. Because I want you to see the, 
the kind of things that were going on in the late 1960s, 67 to 69, when the Jesus movement began in Central California, I want you to see what was going on at that time. And I'm reading. Religious instinct popped out towards Satanism and witchcraft. There were at least two strains of Satanism in town at the time. Uh, Jean Houston dropped her remark. One group, Anton LaVey's uh, First Church of Satan, many of you have heard of that. Anton LaVey's uh, First Church of Satan believed in no supernatural realities, not in God or in Satan. But it was this colorful movement that began the intrigue in the American church. Listen, if you look at what was happening in the mid-60s, uh, 1960s, just 50 years ago or so, a little bit more than that, as this Jesus movement broke out, you would see some of the same kind of supernatural, mystical um, hunger that was going on then that's going on now today. I believe it is a perfect setup for God to do it again, right? And so when you look at this, this uh, familiarity of the world and the supernatural, it's odd because the church is foreign to it. And we need this supernatural, again, that stirred the hunger of young people all over America, really um, through the, the Jesus movement. And so I think this read would be really good. It's brought me back to the roots of youth ministry and kind of what, why I'm doing this. But anyway, so from this uh, Jesus movement sparked the charismatic renewal and the Brownsville, you know, outpouring in Florida. And again, a swell of megachurches that began to hire youth pastors and youth leaders, no longer volunteers, but began to hire them because of the influx of this revival that brought young people into the church. And this educational emphasis that uh, would train specifically vocational um, ministers for youth ministry. So it's really an interesting um, uh, evolution in youth ministry through all of these movements that, that we've mentioned. But most, uh, most importantly, this hunger amongst the young people as they flock to the church for organization and uh, development. So um, finally, I wanna take you to one more thing. About 25 years, now it's about 27, 28 years ago, a important movement began that is that really has springboarded youth ministry, uh, modern youth ministry, and that was See You at the Pole. It began outside of Dallas, Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, when one middle school girl had a dream that God had asked her this word God had asked her to come, uh, uh, go to her school and pray around her flagpole. And she did that, and you know the rest of the story is history. This past fall, which is now about 29 years later or so from the time that that took place, 28 years uh, later, now there's over 7 million students who pray around their flagpole worldwide, about 4.5 million in America. Now think about this. There are about 25 million teenagers in America. If you don't count 19-year-olds who are off into college or 18-year-olds that are in the college, and you look at just middle school and high school, it's about 25 to 26 million. If you count all of them, all of the youth, millennial and Gen Z, 13 to 19, it's more like, uh, it's more like uh, uh, 32 million. If you count the children in their elementary, then it's more like 40, 42 million, 45 million. Think about, think about just teenagers, okay, as, as we kind of wrap this up. 
Think about just teenagers. If we have, in America, four and a half million that have begun praying because of the See at the Pole movement, this prayer awakening movement, even though it was more than a quarter century ago, that is a, about a quarter of teenagers in America today, junior high and high school teenagers in America today. That is a significant, I know maybe you're looking at 50% or three quarters. To me, that is a significant call to prayer, a significant call to awakening, a significant call to stir this generation again for the greatest outpouring that America has ever seen. Not the first great awakening or the second great awakening or the uh, Azusa Street outpouring at the turn of the 20th century and not even really the Jesus movement that took place just 50 plus years ago. What about a new millennial movement, the third great awakening, whatever we want to call it, right? I believe that this stirring of the supernatural and this hunger for students to pray, I see it all the time. I see students, in whether it's the camp setting or whether in my travels uh, on weekends or in youth services or at conventions or on a regular daily basis, hearing from students who DM me that they started a prayer meeting uh, you know, in their room and they've turned their bedroom into a prayer room. To hear the stirring of prayer going on in this generation is a beautiful thing. And I think a precursor to the next great movement that we're going to see in America. So we've been ask, answering the question, uh, you know, why, uh, why youth ministry? And looking at the history of youth ministry from the 150 years ago in the 1850s through the uh, Second Great Awakening, through the universities, through the volunteer movement, through the parachurch movement, uh, into the Jesus movement, and all of this influx into the church, all of that history. I'll, I'll, again, I'll blog on it this week, and you can read that more, but hear me. All of that was stirred by awakening, and I believe that we are going to see again another great awakening in the church, and it moves me to an even greater passion to raise the level of youth ministry in America. We have to. Because if we raise the level of youth ministry in America, we raise the level of the of healthy church because the sustainability of the church is youth ministry. Our next leaders are coming from the sustainability of the church, from youth ministry. So that's why we do youth ministry. It, 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 quick walkthrough, like a 13, 14 minute walkthrough through youth ministry. So that's why we do it. Hey, would you check this out on all the social media this week and uh, share it with somebody? You know where to find us. I'll post it here later also. And again, thank you for joining us this week on our weekly podcast and our weekly uh, vlog and uh, 12 Minutes of Learning Youthology Live. Thank you and have a great week.